Welcome to Let It Be Easy with Susie Moore. This lesson that I'm about to share with you might spare you in ways that you never realized, that you simply never thought (laughs) were possible because no one teaches us so many of these life skills and tools that can really conserve our energy, keep our focus and allow us to enjoy fully our own life without putting our attention and our our emotions like without directing them towards another person and I'd like to illustrate it with a story about I I wasn't even barely a teenager Uh, this is something that happened at one of the schools that I went to and (laughs) it was as simple and as old as time as two girls liking one boy it often happens in right, all sorts of young person settings, right? Schools, colleges, etc. But I must have been 11 or 12. I was living in Kent in England. And I had this, dare I say, enemy. I know I'm sounding like the Tinder swindler right now. <laughs> For those of you who've watched the Netflix show, he speaks often about his enemies. Um, but there was one girl at, at my school who was kind of, I, I guess you would say my rival, Her name was Becky, and we both had this kind of, you know, we both fancied the same boy. And I don't even know how it happened that her and I became kind of a bit frosty towards each other, but there was an energy there that it just simply wasn't good, right? I think that she would probably give me dirty looks, I'd do it back. (laughs) We would have our own little kind of friendship groups, but it was quite clear that like Susie and Becky weren't friends. And, you know, as it goes with kids and boys in schools and so forth, uh, the, the usual nonsense, nothing serious. <laughs> um, but I remember that this girl, Becky, consumed a lot of my thinking. I think about her at the weekend, even when I was dressing for school, I think, oh, you know, I want to look better than Becky. Like Becky was on my mind. Or what shoes does Becky have? What, what length is Becky's skirt? <laughs> you know, these, these very common uh, adolescent kind of worries, thoughts uh, were, were present every day when I was going to school because I had this, again, an inverted commas, comma, <laughs> inverted commas, enemy, rival, whatever. I think we, we've all had some form of experience like this at work, at school, in our family whatever it may be but over time uh, I remember just thinking like isn't very pleasant this experience I'm having with this girl but I, I don't know how to amend it like I don't know how to just fix it I don't necessarily want to be friends with this girl I couldn't even picture it but it was uncomfortable the experience I was having day-to-day at school and I'm sure she felt the same and then one afternoon after lunch We were both in the bathroom, like separately in the girls' bathroom, and she made a joke to her friend who was with with her at the time, (laughs) and I just started laughing because the joke was funny. And Becky and I locked eyes in the mirror, and we were kind of laughing together, and in that moment, I just felt this incredible peace. And I said to her something along the lines of, you know, you and I should just be friends. And so it was. Becky and I, with no deep conversation, no deep dive into the problems that we experienced, no talk about this boy, nothing, we just became friends like that, snaps fingers. And let me tell you, that was such a gift I gave myself because thinking about Becky was just, it was exhausting. And I want to share with you a quote that I read from E.B. White, the incredible author of Charlotte's Web. 
He said, the most time-consuming thing on earth is to have an enemy. And now I have this policy where I have no enemies. In fact, one thing that I am proud of is there isn't a single person in my life who I've met, who I've, who I've encountered so far in my 38 years, that if I saw them on the street, I wouldn't stop and say hi and give a hug. This is conscious because people have wronged me, if you want to use that language. Like I've had people who've done things that I don't like. I've had people who I don't think have been fair to me. And still, they are not my enemies. I know I'm not perfect. I know that the struggles I experience too are for my benefit and struggles come through people. But I'm not having enemy talk in my mind. I love myself too much to suffer to use my time that way. In fact, I remember once when I was at a workout class in New York, you know how the instructors are really fun and funny. They're like, imagine you're punching someone like with your dumbbells. I was like, you know... (laughs) the teacher was like think of someone that you want to punch and I'm like there actually isn't anybody that I want to punch and that is a beautiful thing so the next time someone kind of rubs me the wrong way or I think oh this could go into like kind of enemy land or this is a this is a person I could start having negative feelings towards I flip the script consciously this isn't easy and it's not always my most desired response but I'll go okay what is what do I know that is true about this person that's likable can it be true that this person is just doing that, is, is just doing their best? Could it even be true that I have something in common with this person, which makes them my perceived rival? You know, often the things that we don't like about other people indicates a charge that could help us heal ourselves somehow. It leads us back to us, to knowing ourselves more intimately. Having a no enemy, enemy policy is the most generous thing you could do for yourself. Until next time, my friends, love and ease. If you like this episode, you'll love my free workshop called Become Your Own Life Coach. Head on over to becomeyourownlifecoach.com now, and I'll teach you how to coach yourself through any of life's problems. I'll see you there.